stuff you should know about therapy. We continue our discussion on healthy and appropriate boundaries and discuss how to maintain them. Welcome back, everyone. Many times, when we set boundaries, we have every intention on keeping and maintaining those boundaries, and often do so for many weeks, months, or years. But slowly, over time, we begin to let those boundaries fade. Many times, this is due to pressure from others for keeping our boundaries for so long. Just this once, they may say, or you can slide a little bit, are often things people say to try and convince us that letting our boundaries slide, even just a little, is the exception and not the rule. But in actuality, many people view this as the opening they need to make sure that our boundaries crumble. The old adage of, you give an inch and they take a mile, runs true in this situation. When we ask people to bend the boundaries just this once, or say, I promise that I won't ask again, our intentions are good. And in that moment, we truly believe that we won't ask again. But more often than not, our minds will eventually go to, well, you did it last time I asked you. As I've talked in previous weeks, it is in these instances where resentment can come into play. And again, the last thing we want is resentment when it comes to healthy and appropriate boundaries. The best way to stay out of resentment is to maintain our boundaries. The only person who should be determining if our boundaries are shifting is us, not those around us. Being consistent in setting, and more important, maintaining our boundaries, gives us not only a sense of accomplishment, but also a sense of empowerment. Knowing that we are in control of our choices no matter what others say or think, is an amazing accomplishment. So how do we maintain the boundaries we set for ourselves and for others? Doing a real quick internal check-in from time to time is a great way to make sure that our boundaries are being maintained and allow us to adjust our boundaries in a healthy way if we see fit. To do so. These internal check-ins should be done in private, away from anyone who is expecting an answer at that very moment. Simply stating that you'll consider it should be enough for the persisting to stop and for you to take note of possibility doing a check-in in the near future. Making sure these check-ins are done in private, it ensures that the answers we get are genuine and thought out. Again, the last thing we want is for resentment to kick in, or for us to feel like our answer 
is being forced. Weighing the pros and cons of moving a boundary needs to be a serious discussion we have with ourselves. Even in committed relationships, these types of internal conversations need to happen privately before we take them to our partner for a dialogue. Having this type of internal discussion should be done while we are in a healthy mindset. Doing so in a distressed state of mind has the potential of swaying our judgment in an unhealthy way. These check-ins can come in many forms. An actual pros and cons list, a simple statement of, does this feel right? Followed by a discussion of why or why not, or any other form of self-reflection that you may prefer. They can be done as short as a few minutes or as long as a few days. The beauty is that there is no one right answer for how long these check-ins should be. As I previously mentioned, however, they should be heartfelt and honest, done away from distractions or pressure. These check-ins also need to be done in a way that we make sure our own biases and rigidity are being discussed if those play a factor in our decision. As I have previously mentioned, over time, some boundaries may become flexible and be moved. If there is a certain reason as to why this is not the time to move those boundaries, we also need to have that discussion as to find out why we feel that it is not the time to move or be flexible in those boundaries. If for some reason we are unsure to that answer and don't know why we feel a certain way about an immovable boundary, we should have that internal conversation and check-in to help us find the correct answer. Being flexible is just that, flexibility. Just because we move or loosen a certain boundary does not mean that it can never be moved back or tightened. This is something that often gets lost in our mindset. Being flexible is not a permanent thing, nor should it be. Flexibility helps us stay out of resentment because it allows us to try new things and then reassess. Once we've done our check-ins to determine if we should be flexible, we should then do some more self-reflection to determine if the new boundary we have set is working or not. For example, I had a client that was very immersed in his particular religion. 
He was raised in this particular faith, did everything that was considered right within the faith's context, but became unhappy with the boundaries that were set by the religion and wondered what life would be like outside of the confines of his religious upbringing. So, through the therapeutic process, this client slowly began to do things that were considered contrary to what was taught by his faith. He did not dive off the deep end, like some would assume, but rather eased his way into various aspects of life outside of this particular religion. The client quoted this time in his life as his very own Rumspringa. In this situation, the client was able to be flexible in boundaries he had set for himself within a religious context. This started with that internal dialogue of what if and why not. And the client made decisions for himself away from external influences. Were some disappointed in his decision? Yes. Were others trying like hell to bring him back into the fold? Absolutely. But for my client, these factors were simply that, factors in his overall decision. He did take these various factors into consideration, but ultimately his decision to be flexible and move his boundaries was his own. Over time, my client said that through this experience, his overall connection to deity was stronger than ever before. But again, flexibility does not mean permanence. This client has repeatedly said that the door is left open to returning to his childhood faith because he has recognized the good it has done for him in the past. But for where he is at in this particular stage in his life, this childhood faith is an area of flexibility for him. In all areas of maintaining healthy and appropriate boundaries, communication is key. Regardless if that communication is between a significant other, family members, friends, or co-workers, communication is what will ultimately keep us far, far away from resentment and will keep us away from judgment. Open and honest communication can and will be painful at times. That simply comes with the territory of having hard, vulnerable conversations. But trust me, the bond will be stronger than ever on the other side if we are able to have these conversations outside of judgment and away from resentment. Empathy is essential in these conversations 
because it will help move the conversation in a productive manner. It will allow us to see where the individuals are coming from that we are talking to. Having empathy in communication allows for the boundaries to be accepted easier because it allows the conversation to be about the health and boundaries of the person setting them. Again, using I statements helps with this process and makes sure that we are being heard and understood in a productive manner. Being defensive or attacking might seem good in that moment because we are defending ourselves. But this is the last place we want to be when having these vulnerable conversations. Staying in a place of empathy allows us to come from a place of compassion and understanding. It allows us to recognize that what we are saying may be hurtful because we are not yet in a place to move those boundaries or even be a little flexible in them. And that is perfectly okay. The boundaries that we set for ourselves are for us, for our overall mental and physical well-being and to make sure that we are in a place far, far away from resentment and judgment. So, what does maintaining healthy and appropriate boundaries look like? The answer is simple. It's up to you. I hope that these tips have been helpful for you. If you have any questions about anything that I've discussed today, please feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And please remember, until next time, that stuff you should know about therapy.